We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. Yo, what's up, guys? My name is Lewis. I'm a team member here at Relevant Church. And if this is your first time or your hundredth time joining us, we would just like to say welcome home. Thank you so much for kicking it with us this Sunday morning or whenever you're watching. We're so glad that you decided to spend some time with us today. Do me a favor. Go ahead and like and share this experience. I'm so excited for all that God is going to do in and through this message. So like and share this easy opportunity for you to be uh, impactful to your friends and family and share the gospel with them. I'm so excited for this opportunity. Uh, I want to shout out my pastors, Pastor Muta, Pastor Christine, Pastor Zach, Pastor Taylor. You guys are truly awesome, and I am truly blessed that you guys have given me this opportunity to open up this brand new series, Summer Playlist. I am so excited for this series. I'm so excited for Summer Playlist. Music is a big deal to me. I grew up in a house where music has always been super important. My dad has thousands upon thousands of CDs and thousands upon thousands of records. He, we, we listen to music all day, every day. Music is so important to my family. And because of that, he passed that gene down to me and I love music as well. So I was so excited uh, to, to be able to get the opportunity to share during the summer playlist. We've had members of our church submitting songs uh, the past few weeks for this summer playlist, songs that are on their summer playlist, songs that are their summer anthem that they, they cruise around to, that they hang out with friends and listen to, just songs that mean a lot to them. So the summer playlists were submitted and I, I sifted through the songs. I saw some songs. I'm like, I'm definitely not doing these songs. I, I saw some songs. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I got to pick and choose. And there was one song in particular. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do this song. This, this, this came out like four years ago, five years ago. And in my household, in my mind, we, we love B-sides. So if a mainstream song comes out, my general rule is you have one year to listen to this song. And then for the next seven years, you can't listen to it again until it becomes a classic. That, that's my math. That's my timetable. It doesn't necessarily apply to anybody. But this song stuck out on this playlist. This was a great song when it came out, but it wasn't within that, that realm where it was considered a classic yet. So I, I just did not want to do that song. I wanted to pick up something that was considered a classic or a current popular song because I'm like, oh, I want this message to be cool. I want it to be hip. But God had other plans. A man plans his way, but the Lord orders his steps. So God kept constantly pushing this song for me. He kept constantly giving me a message aligned with this song. So today we are doing a song that I did not initially want to do, but you know what? God is going to use this because it's not about me. God had a message in store for somebody today. So we are doing Walk It, Talk It, Migos featuring Drake. Yes, I know. Song came out a little bit ago and I would have loved to be able to play it for you here online, but we'll get copyrighted and flagged. So if you want to take a listen to the song, it should be somewhere on the bottom of the screen. But man, I remember when this song came out, it was such a fun song, such a fun music video. It had the 1970s disco theme and it just looked the, the, the soul train line. It looks so fun. And I, I just I just really love that song when it came out. Walk it, talk it. The song is all about 
walking out what you talk about, the things that, that you say you do, the things that you say you're about, the things that you, you claim to, to be about or claim to be a part of your character, you're walking the walk and you're talking the talk. Your actions back your words. And, and in life, we're going to be put in situations where our faith is put to the test. Are you the same person that you are Monday through Saturday that you claim to be on Sunday morning? And for a lot of people, you're like, what, what sins would you commit if you knew no one was watching? And for a lot of people, that sin immediately popped into your head. That, that thing immediately popped in your head like, if I wouldn't get caught, I'd be doing this. And are you the same person when nobody's watching? As Christians, we don't get to pick our test. We don't get to pick what we're tempted by or tempted with. That does, we can't wake up in the morning and say, you know what, today, I want to be tempted with, um, I want to be tempted with drugs and alcohol. If that's never been a struggle in your life, if that's never been a problem in your life, you can't be tempted with that. You can't choose what you are tempted with. The devil doesn't tempt you with anything that you find unappealing to begin with. So in life, we're put in situations where our faith is being put to the test. And when those situations arrive, when when those circumstances arrive, are you going to be ready to walk it like you talk it? Let's pray and let's dive into this message because I truly believe God has something good for someone in here today. Holy Spirit, help us to walk it like we talk it in Jesus name. Pray quick. So have you ever had one of those those freeze frame moments, those that record scratch moment where you're like, I guess you're wondering how I got myself in this situation. I had one of those when I was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school and I found myself in my assistant principal's office with my pants unzipped. Yes, that is truly one of those freeze frame moments. See, I was this awkward freshmen. Freshmen are always awkward. No matter what school, freshmen are awkward. And you arrive in school and and our school, when our bus got there super early, because I didn't drive myself to school, I was a freshman, when our bus got there super early in the morning to school, it it would pull up and we'd get off the bus and there was like 30, 45 minutes for us to do whatever until school started, right? So Immediately, that sounds like a terrible idea. I would want to contain all the students that were arriving early to make sure that they don't get into any trouble. But they just let us wander around the school. So students would just take laps and laps around the school until that first bell rang and you had to get to class. So as many of you know, with students, boredom equals trouble. Anytime you find students in a situation where they're bored, it allows their mind to start meddling. And what can I get myself into? How many of you know the idol's mind, the idol mind is the devil's workshop? So I'm with my group of friends that are a little bit older than me. And one of my downfalls in life is I am a people pleaser. I, I want to do what it takes to make friends. I want to do what it takes to, to hang out with people. I want people to like me. I want people to think I'm cool. And that was, has always been an issue for me. And this time in particular, it got me into a lot of trouble. So the, this group of sophomores is like, hey, let's go down into the theater and, and sneak in. And I'm like, that sounds like a stupid idea. That's a terrible idea. Why would we do that? And and. I'm naturally just wanting to to be involved with what everybody else is doing. So I'm just going to go along with it. So we 
we head down to the theater, we sneak past uh, the, the, the security guards and we head into the theater, we're, we're down there and I'm like, now what? You know, like this was some grand idea. Now we're, we're in the theater, like now what? We're backstage where you guys wanna like play dress up or put on a play, like this, this makes no sense. This plan was stupid, but here I am just going along with the plan. So as we're there, we're just, we're just laughing, joking, hanging out. And one of the, one of the guys is like, Hey, look, there's some prop weapons back here. So there's some prop gun guns and they had the bright idea. We're going to take these prop guns and we're going to pop out the side door and scare people. I did not participate in that. I have my limits. So I'm like, you guys can do that. That seems stupid. I'm not doing that. So they're, they're taking these prop rifles and they pop out of the side security door and the security must have saw them on camera because next thing you know, you hear several feet just coming and everybody just takes off. We all just scramble and run. Now I'm a terrible hide and seek player. I'm, I'm historically bad at hide and seek. So I take off, I run in a circle and if you're a bad hide and seek player, you're bound to get caught. So everyone takes off, security's there, and guess who's the one who gets caught? This guy. So security's dragging me off and, and everybody else makes a clean escape and, and as they're taking me to the assistant principal's office, uh, they see everybody, I, I see everybody else walking by, they're all looking at me like, how'd you get caught? And I'm like, stop looking at me you're drawing attention to yourself now that they're going to know that you're involved so they take me to the assistant principal's office and he's like why were you down there what's going on what happened i know you were with other people i'm like no i was by myself like no we see other people on the camera oh we already know who they are blah 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 and i'm just scared I'm a freshman, I'm scared, like, I don't, I don't know what punishment's coming, like, don't call my parents, I don't, like, I, w I did not know what was coming, so I was completely frightened because I put myself in a bad situation. And as I'm just coming up with all these excuses and trying to get out of trouble, my assistant principal just looks at me, he goes, why are your pants unzipped? And I looked at him, and I go, why are you looking? Long story short, uh, I didn't trust my instincts. My instincts should have kept me out of that situation. I didn't end up getting in trouble. Nothing was broken. Nothing was found. No harm, no foul. I don't even know if my parents know about it Well, until now. But uh, I didn't trust my instincts. My instincts were telling me this is a bad idea. Do not do this. This is a bad representation of you. You know you're going to get in trouble. But I ignored those instincts and I went along with what felt right at the time. The Bible tells us a story about a man who trusted his instincts and as a result, he was able to walk it like he talked it. See, in, in those days, I, I love to tell my students this, people in the Bible were just as messy then as they are today. And this story is one of those stories where the people involved were just super messy and you just can't believe it because it literally mirrors a reality TV show. I tell my students that all the time. There is nothing new under the sun. So in Genesis chapter 39, we're going to be talking about Joseph. He truly knew what it was like to walk it like he talks it. See, Joseph had some big dreams for his life. He had some big dreams and big vision for what God had had set in front of him for his life. 
Now, he had shared those dreams with his brothers and his brothers were haters because they already knew Joseph was his dad's favorite child. They already knew Joseph got special treatment. So his brothers were haters. And when they found out his dreams, they're like, no, we got to put a stop to this. We're, We're not dealing with you and your arrogance, Joseph. So they sold their brothers into slavery. That now that's some hater stuff. Everybody type in the chat. Haters gonna hate. So that's some hater stuff. So he ends up getting bought in slavery by Potiphar. Potiphar is Pharaoh's right hand man. Potiphar is the like the next dude in charge. He's he's got clout. He's got uh, influence. He's got a lot of things going for him. Potiphar has everything going for him, and he takes on Joseph. Now Joseph immediately starts killing it in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's like, man, this dude Joseph has got it going on. He's he's uh, everything is improving with him. Everything is great because like, man, this dude is a great rep. I don't know who his God is, but he is a great representation of his God. He is absolutely killing it. So we're going to pick up Genesis chapter 39, verse three. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, him being Potiphar, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. So Potiphar was loving him from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had. The Lord blessed the Egyptians house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. So Joseph is living in his purpose, even in times of trial. Because of he's living in his purpose, God is making him successful in everything that he puts his hands to. And all that he had and all that he did, God was bringing success because he was living in his purpose. And as a result of this, Potiphar was being blessed. And point number one is when you walk in your purpose, your associates will be blessed by association. Because of Joseph's uh, faithfulness in following his purpose, Potiphar was able to focus on his one true love, food. Yeah, he had all the time in the world now because Joseph was killing things. He could have been spending that time with family. He could have been spending that time on personal growth. He could have spent that time on leveling up. But no, turkey legs, you know, he, he, he wanted to spend that time with Food. And that's easy to laugh at. That is easy to laugh at the fact that he has now all this free time and he has all this energy and all this focus. And he's just choosing to spend that on his one true love. And that is food. But what are we spending all of our free time on? When, when God removes things from our plates, when God uh, gives us rest, are we spending all that time sleeping? Are we spending all that time watching Netflix? Are we spending all that time on other things? Are you using that time wisely or are you investing in it? Are you using that time to invest in your family? Are you using that time to invest in your personal growth? Are you using that time to invest in your future? So Joseph is killing it and everyone around him is taking notice to how how great things are when he's around and especially Potiphar's wife. Now, 
Clearly, she was feeling a little neglected. Potiphar, you got all this free time now. We could, we could go on vacations. We could be doing anything. But you're just sitting here at the kitchen table all day just scarfing down food. Like, where, where's your me time? Where, where's your time dedicated to me? Let's grow in our relationship. Let's, let's be around each other. Let's grow in love. But nah, Potiphar is like, nah, Chick-fil-A. As she's starting to take notice of Joseph killing things, she's starting to, to look at him with like, man, who is this guy? Man, he, he's handsome. He's a, a leader. I mean, everything is great when he's around. Kind of sounds like me, if you ask me. But it says that in, in verse six, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And how rare that is. The Bible only says that about a few people. So he had to be exceptionally handsome. So he was handsome in form and appearance. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. For those of you who can't read between the lines, she wanted to get it on with Joseph. So Potiphar's wife, by all accounts, was gorgeous. So imagine your, your childhood celebrity crush and they're just like super beautiful, one of the most beautiful people in the land and, you're, and you're, you're working in a house and they come up to you and they're like, hey, let's go find a room. So most people would be like, yeah, this is a rare opportunity. I'm gonna take advantage of that opportunity. But Joseph being the upstanding man of God that he is was like, nah. It says, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house and he has put everything that he is in that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? The second point that I want you to take from this is small disciplines build the foundation for a lifetime of faithfulness. See, Joseph passed the first test. This was the very first test that, that, that Potiphar's wife brought onto him. But temptation does not stop there. How many of you know that you may be tempted by something once, but it does not stop there. The temptations are persistent. They keep coming. And Potiphar's wife was more and more persistent. She kept popping around corners, popping out of nowhere like, hey, Potiphar, I mean, not Potiphar, Joseph, come on. Like, I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. Let's make this thing happen. And and this went on for 11 years. I don't know what kind of strength Joseph had, but there had to be a few days where he had to be really, really tempted. But he was able to focus because he knew his purpose for being there. See, uh, one piece of advice that I'm going to give that's free advice, but Joseph wasn't afforded to Joseph is the best way to avoid temptation is to not put yourself in positions to fail. Joseph did not have this luxury. He is in her house. He is in her domain. He works for her husband. So she's always around. He's not like he could he can get everything done and work from home or hide. His home was their home. So he was not in a position where he could remove himself from the situation. He just had to stay strong and remember his purpose and avoid that temptation. But one day, how many of you hate that when you hear that? But one day, you know, nothing good comes after that. Verse 11. But one day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment saying, 
lie with me. Man, our boy Joseph was set up. This this had to be a setup. You mean to tell me in his whole nice house with all these servants, everybody's called in sick that day? That doesn't make any sense to me. He's that the, the, the temptation had to be strong. Nobody was around. Nobody was there. Nobody would find out. And she says, lie with me. But Joseph's faith was stronger. The temptation had to be strong, but Joseph's faith, faith was stronger. It says, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. See, when temptation has power over you, your decency, your reputation, your conscience, all are ready to be sacrificed. See, Joseph knew that by sleeping with Potiphar's wife, he's not only disobeying his earthly master, but he's also disobeying his heavenly master. And he just could not live with that on his conscience. While he knew he could probably get away with it, he probably could have easily got away with it. Everything was set up for him to to, to hook up with her and no one ever find out. But that would be a poor reflection on God's kingdom to Potiphar's wife. By standing strong in his morals, he was not only proving himself faithful, but he was also displaying faith in God to Potiphar's wife and to everyone else. When we, when we get out there and we, we're presenting for God's kingdom, we're claiming to be Christians, and then we do things that don't align with the character of God, we're a poor representation of the kingdom. And Joseph knew that in this situation. He knew that if I'm going to be a representation of the kingdom, in everything I do, I have to be invaluable. I have to make sure that I am always in alignment with God. See, I, we, we have those people all the time who are claiming to be Christian, but who are hating people because of different political affi affiliation or, or, dif or different beliefs. We see people who are claiming to be Christians, but are, who are posting thirst traps on the Internet. We see people claiming to be uh, kingdom followers, but are you giving lackluster effort at work? We are constantly reminded of our purpose as Christians, and that is to be a light being a Christian doesn't mean that you're immune to temptation, but it means you're equipped with the proper tools to fight it. Joseph could have easily gotten away with this. He could have easily gone without Potiphar finding out. He was too busy eating to care. But Joseph knew his purpose. And, and Jesus further displays that when he walked on this earth because Jesus was constantly tempted. Jesus was constantly put in positions where where his his faith was tested, but he constantly passed because Jesus knew his purpose. In Luke, it talks about Jesus being tempted by the devil for 40 days in the wilderness. The devil's promising power. The, the devil's promising all these things to Jesus, but Jesus knew his purpose. When Jesus was on the cross, he was sent to be a perfect sacrifice for you and me to forgive our sins, to build a, a bridge of relationship to God. And he was talked to badly. He was beaten. He was bruised. And he could have easily been tempted in those moments to, to give it all up and say, you know what? There's got to be another way. But he knew his purpose. And when he was nailed and hung on that cross, the other prisoners looked at him and one prisoner said, if you're if you're truly who you say you are, get us all down from here. 
save yourself, save us. But Jesus knew his purpose. He died on that cross for us because he knew his purpose. When you focus on your purpose, it makes it easier to walk it like you talk it. And if you want to commit your life to a life of walking it like you talk it, if you want to to commit your life to a life with Jesus, a life of abundance, I want you to join me in prayer. Some of you may have never had an experience with Jesus and you, you don't know where to begin that journey and you don't know that purpose that God has for you in your life. And I just want to thank you for being a part of this message, because today is an opportunity for you to begin that journey. This is an opportunity for people to come alongside you on that journey. I'm just happy that you're ready to begin with us. And if that's you today. Just type begin in the chat and someone will reach out to you and someone will help you alongside that journey. One of our team members is waiting for you. And if if you've been on this journey and you just need a restart, you're like, God, I, 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 I've been walking and I know the purpose that you have for my life, but I've taken detours. Temptation has gotten the best of me. Temptation has gotten a hold of me. The addiction has gotten me. Lust has gotten me. Anger has gotten me. Whatever has gotten me and has directed me off course, I need you. It's okay. And God is saying, come back. Let's start this journey. So if you're ready to start this journey and walk it like you talk it, pray this prayer with me. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for today. We thank you for just giving us uh, purpose, giving us uh, uh, experience, giving us uh, a second chance at life, Lord. We thank you so much for sending your son down to die for us, God. We just pray that as temptation comes and as, as frustrations and trials and tribulations come, Lord, that you give us the strength to stand in our purpose and continue to walk it like we talk it, Lord. Help us to be a light to others and show them your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.